Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the NSL's podcast and as you can see the whole panel were chomping at the bit to get on while and we're left to hold the fort. What about that? <laughs> uh, I think it might have been different if we won on Sunday mate but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll fire through. We'll fire through, we'll fire through. There's already comments coming in. Brown Warriors in, two Danny McGrain, Sean Ross, Hill Hill Boy, Shay67, Anthony, James, Peter, you're all welcome. I mean, there's only one place to start, really, in that game on uh, Sunday. We all went into it really confident. We had a big extravaganza on the Friday about the Scottish Cup or kind of players, heroes from memories gone past, hoping to create new new heroes going into this game. But just unfortunately, as we always do, William, a brief summary, it just didn't quite happen. Uh, no, it didn't. I thought it was a decent game, to be honest with you. I watched, I watched back, the, I couldn't watch it all back again. <laughs> Like the bad memories, but I watched the highlights again the day, and my mind was kind of changed a bit from when we first watched it round. So, um, decent game, uh, both sides had a go in the end, and, and unfortunately, we just came out on the wrong side. Yeah, it's, it's one of them ones like you look back on our show we've done on Friday, we were all confident, we're happy, and you kind of fast forward, and I think you're still struggling from the events that happened on Sunday with all you guys drinking. <laughs> Well, would be I right to say that. I, it's weird, it's a strange one because right before the game, I say to Ross and, and uh, Ross specifically and the boys, uh, I was like, it's so strange because a couple of weeks ago in the league game, I was like super, super confident, and I'm never like that, especially when it comes to derby games. Never ever like that at all because you know it's it's just a one-off game and uh, form kind of goes out the window sometimes. And I, but at that game, I was super, super confident. I don't know why. Yes. I was. Before this game, I wasn't. I was. I sat down and I said to Ross, "I said, I don't know why. I'm just. I just don't feel." Which is crazy because the one game in between, we just went and battered uh, St. Johnson seven nothing. So you yeah. think that would make you even super, even more confident? I don't know if it was because it was a cup tie and it was if it's a league, uh, we were still x x amount of points ahead, and if we lost, we still we, we were all right. And this was just a one off tie. I don't know if that made me nervous or so, but I, I just I don't know. There was something about it, but. Um, Watching the game, during the game, I kept turning to the guys and I'm like, they've, they've been a far better side. But when I watched it back, yeah. I, I'm not so sure that was the case, actually. I thought we had plenty. We had some, some really, really good chances and we just weren't clinical enough. And uh, unfortunately, the Rangers had a couple of chances and they were more clinical and that was a difference on the day, unfortunately. Well, 100%. I mean, they've been more clinical and then Brother Madden on the pitch, you know, yeah, kind of stars aligned. But yeah, we'll get on to that. I mean... <laughs> Feed the bar comes in. Hey, hey, boys, watching yourselves in the pool game. Two or three nil, the pool wee bet. Good luck on that one. Feed the bar. I mean, there's already a comment by Shay67 here about Bobby Mann. We are going to come on to him, so we'll, we'll get there. But looking at the game, I, I, I 100% agree. I was watching it with my grandma, and I just had this feeling. You know, you get like a feeling, and it's like, either it's not going to go well or it's going to be a dull game. And it was a bit of both. Obviously, it didn't go well. We got knocked out. Dull game in terms of what we actually produced on the day. The first half for me, like we'll start with that, it was pretty even back and forth. But one thing I do want to touch upon, I know we're talking, going to talk about defence, but attacking ways, it just didn't seem to, to be there. I mean, Jada was doing his usual self, trying to get balls in the box, but even the likes of Mieta busted his balls, fair enough. Again, he gives you all his effort and press, and he gives Goldson and McLaughlin our keeper a hard time. But there was just nothing really apart from that, in my opinion. I think it was. I think that's big. Geo's a massive miss. Then he's obviously battered the two centre halves in the last couple of games, and he, I thought he was a big miss. He, we didn't really have that vocal point. Uh, to be fair, although I do like Maeda uh, through the middle as well. He's he, he's he's 
not as effect he's not as effective on the game, I don't think, as he is on the left. I thought Jota put in a good shift. I've seen a lot saying that he's he, he was poor and uh, a lot through social media saying he's not living up to the hype that he was doing at the start of the season. I thought he had a decent game. I thought he played some really, really dangerous balls in the box and, and worked hard. Uh, I thought Abada played decent as well. It's just, just one clinical enough. Like I say, these, some of these chances, I'm sure we'll go on to Hatati's especially. If he puts that away, I think it's a different oh. game. CCV's hit the bar for seven yards or so as well. I mean, if we put the chances away, the game's a, it's a totally different game. Uh, just one of these days at the office where we're not clinical enough, unfortunately. The week before, we were we were super clinical and, and, and uh, Sunday there, it was, the, it was the opposite, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, the CCV, the card effector's chance was, oh, the whole commentator's curse thing after, will be made the rule that missed chance and we were yeah. like, to be fair, and Hatate, another great chance missed. I don't actually think he played amazingly well. He's kind of dipped in and out, but he did play okay. Cal McGregor again, used a performance well, seen him at the end with the team in the huddle again, they kind of G them up, but we'll start with, I mean, we took the lead, so it was a, a great kind of play, free kick play by Greg Taylor, Gregory, and Gregory. even though he, he finished it, he finished it, I still don't think he played particularly well. I thought he was a bit shaky, he was a bit giving the ball away, he wasn't going to his man as much as he did in the other Derby games, and then Starfelt as well. And another factor I want to throw into that, they played obviously extra time against Braga. And it seemed like to me we were the tired side. Uh, I would agree with that. And uh, I, I, I'm not, I, would, I wouldn't say I would agree with, with Taylor and Starfield being poor. I, I don't think there's anybody in the team I could say that were, were really, really poor, to be honest with you. I thought, I thought the team played decent. It wasn't to the standards that we have been the last few weeks, but I wouldn't be singling um, any name out in particular or anybody in the park, to be honest with you. I don't think there's anybody that I would be saying that. Well, this is going to be a brief podcast. When <laughs> 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 uh, Gregory scored, uh, the place went nuts. I would just started screaming his name over and over and over again because you know how much a fan I am of his. And that it's, yeah. it's more so because of the stick he gets, uh, unwarranted stick, I think he gets off his own fan base. So it was great to see him score. Um, I don't even think we played that bad defensively either, to be honest with you. The two goals, um, it is. Second goal's a bit... Obviously, he scored. It's, it's, it's an own goal, isn't it? I'll start field in the end. I will. Um, yeah. But it's a difficult cross to take, and I just. But I do agree with you. I think we looked in the extra time like we were tiring, and they were in the ascendancy, which it shouldn't have been the case. We had a week off, and they've they've just went through extra time yeah. three or four days previous. So, yeah, um, I, I they just they just wanted it more in the end. I think. I think Kenny comes in here for a good point. I mean. Our midfield was missing apart from Cal McGregor, who was having to do the work of three players. I actually agree with that, William. And watching the game, you've obviously watched it back again with fresh eyes and stuff, but in that heat of motion, I'm watching it and I'm not cursing every player who's making mistakes, but you know me, I'm very passionate and off the cuff. So I'm like, what, what the what the fuck's going on? And then you, you look at Atate, sometimes he doesn't track his man. You look at Rodzik, for me, I thought that he was poor. Yeah, I'll give you that. He, see, when I, see when I said I can't say anybody's yeah. like, no, Rogic was, that's one of the worst games I've seen him in a Celtic shot that, that we were all screaming after half an hour, 40 minutes to say that there needs to be a change and on O'Reilly needs to come on because it just just wasn't coming off for him. He wasn't beating his men. He was giving the ball away. He was sloppy. It's, it's unfortunate. He just didn't have a great half. But I, I, yeah, I totally agree with that, Rogic. I'm, I'm not so much on the Hitati either. I thought he had a decent game. Um, I thought he did do well. It's the only... The only 
the only downfall I'd say with him was, was his finish. He, need, he should burst the net with his chance that he's got. He's through one-on-one with the keeper pretty much. Um, I thought he played well. I thought he dug in. I thought he tackled. I thought he worked hard. I thought his passing was decent. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't so much have a go at Hatate, but I, Rogic had a very poor game. I've got to say that. Yeah, he did. I think Joe Finley, your friend, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, he came in there, but it's way up the list. He goes, how many beers did Willie have? There was loads of players off the battle. <laughs> oh, I had far too many. That's why I had to watch it back. <laughs> I think as well, say 67 <laughs> degrees, thought Rosie was an empty jersey, and I love him. We all love him too, but okay. it's right. you have to point out when he was poor. I thought he was absolutely one of his worst performances this season. He Nothing was coming off. You could see he was trying to sweet tricks and flicks, but just nothing stuck to him like it always does. And like another thing as well, we talked about on Friday's show, was the treble. And to be in this position, obviously from last season, people like us in particular at the start were going, Oh, this is going to be a season of either transition, rebuild, we have to take what we're given, kind of thing. If we're in there with a league touch and distance, but we're in, we were in the shape for a travel up until Sunday. Looking at it now, are you disappointed that that's not going to happen? There are, yeah, there definitely is disappointment there, but I, I'm not one for, I'm like, my mindset's like what Carmack was at the end of the game. And I think he said, he said since to the media, Whereas um, we can't let one one game or one loss dictate our season. We've been absolutely immense this year. So I would hate to think that because of this result, it's, it starts a deterioration or a mindset. And, and I've seen that, you know me with social media, like I, sometimes I just need to turn it off and I hate it. And it was the same, Just I, I had to do that yesterday and Sunday because it's just all negativity, which I can't believe where we are now from the end of the season. And I'm, I understand we're disappointed with the result. Um, many would say the performance was below par. I agree to an extent. I don't think we were totally outplayed. Even though when I was watching the game, I thought uh, the Rangers 2012, old firm FC, whatever they're calling themselves now. Um, <laughs> I thought at the time they were they were the better side. When I've watched it back, I thought we've had... We've had just, I think the chances we've had are clearer chances. They've, they, they, I mean, they, they tested their keeper, but a lot of them were from outside of the box. Great strikes, no doubt in the great strikes uh, from Roof and, and Lundstrom. And, um, but nothing, not no clear-cut chances like we had with Hatate and CCV in particular. So, like I say, on another day, uh, we win that. But, I mean, Ange and the team have set the standards so high this season. Mm-hmm. I can understand why people are disappointed because it was below par when you look at that. Look at it that way. Um, I just think it was one of those days. Uh, unfortunately, we've came out in the losing side. But if you offered me a double at the start of the season, I'd have snapped your hand off. If you offered me a double last week, I wouldn't have been. Uh, I thought we were we were clear favourites, especially after they went deep into extra time uh, midweek as well. So I can see. I can understand people's disappointment, but I'm in the same mindset as Calmac, where it's we can't let this one result uh, ruin the, all the hard work that we've, we've we've done throughout the whole season. It's been an immense season, and uh, if what it looks like we're going to we're going to wrap up the league as well, we all say that's the most important thing. European football next year, another transfer window under our belt. The, the future looks bright with Ange, and uh, I'm still on board. I'm still on board the. The uh, the confident and train. I'm not. I'm not uh, dragging the team down. 
100%, no chance in Ian McIntosh. I'm a bit busy in cup final day anyhow. I think we all are now. But, I mean, <laughs> you look at it, I think as well, you, you touch on the, the disappointment, but again, you counteracted that with Anne's positive and the team set the box. So you can, you can see why people are upset. Obviously, there's up some stupid off-the-cuff remarks like on Twitter or whatever it may be. You're like going, just calm the bap here, calm the bap. But you did bring up Jada. Now, this is quite interesting. He sparked a lot of debate recently after this game, especially on the Twitter sphere. The Twitter sphere, Willie, did you hear? But yeah. it seems like to me that a lot of fans have the perception that his head's gone. He, he doesn't look like he's playing for the jersey. And obviously, them rumours about Benfica offering him three times his weight to keep him as his boyhood club with them. Um, he's only scored one goal in 17 appearances. Got that off the, the Premier Sports, by the way. I never found that out myself, but you know what I mean? Still, stat man. Stat man. But man. where do you think that stands? I mean, is, if you're going permanent now with Jada, six and a half million, do you think it? Maybe cut our losses or keep them going. Keep keep them at the club. I would still keep them. I'm not of the fact. Uh, I'm 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 not with the, the fan base that's that say that he's off the boil and all the rest. Of it. Yes, he's maybe he's not. His form's dipped a bit. I don't think he's been as effective as he has been. But I thought he was. I thought he was excellent on Sunday. I thought he he created some really good chances. I know he's. For me, he needs to work on his shooting a bit because the amount of times he's been cutting in and blooming oh. it in the rose edge. But, I mean, another great chance for us was that ball he pulled across the six-yard box and uh, McLaughlin's got a hand to it, but there's nobody there. I think Big Gio's playing. He's he's playing that poacher's role and he's, he's yep. right in there. But it was another great ball. And, if, if again, you talked about the stats there. That's a superb ball. If we've got a striker on the end of that and he puts it in the back of the net, nobody's talking about Jota's performance and how he's dipped. Everybody's talking about his assist. So, um, fickle as fans sometimes, I think. Uh, I would most definitely be, especially if we win the league and we're getting this, um, this big pot of cash at the end of the rainbow, uh, I think the first two things that Andrew would be looking to do, and I, I, me as a fan, I would want to see is, is CCV and Jot on the door, first of all, and then uh, uh, work on working more signings for there. So, for me, I think he's an excellent player and an excellent prospect. And if we get the chance to sign him for six million or six and a half, I think it's an absolute snip in this market. Uh, I think it's a no-brainer. You've got to do it. it but I for me, it's why a straight... he's a yeah. bit off the boil. I, I do understand it because he's not. But I think it's a victim of his own downfall because he was uh, the first half of the season or the first third of the season or so. That game we played Dundee and him and Kyogo were. We scored two or three goals and the two of them they're interchanging play and and. He was just ghosting by players, so I can understand why people say he's went off the boil. But I still think when you see him on social media and uh, he's still in and about with fans, and you see his partner on the Celtic Instagram pages and all that, I think he's he has grown an affinity for the club. And you don't, you're not, he's not a bad player, <laughs> even though his form might have dipped for the start of the season. I still don't think that makes him a, a terrible player. He's still a good, decent player, and when his form's dipped. So, uh, you've got to sign him. I mean, we must have splinters. We're on this fans so high right now, aren't we? We're not, we're not giving a definite answer. Like, <laughs> Gio Patrick comes in. William, no way, Jalla play well. You must have his name in the back of your top or LOL. I think is what people are probably getting at, William, is the price tag, obviously, right? You're seeing a six and a half million. For me, I think people are right when they're expecting more. I think Jalla's been off the boil. Yes, he shows it in flashes. He's got a couple of great assists for the. the the whip ball in for Mieta against the Johnson was a cracker as header. He can 
pull off brilliant, spectacular skills, leave people for dead. I think you're right, his shooting needs polished up. It's shocking sometimes. I was half expecting a ball to come from my own window. But do you not think, looking at it now, right, people, I've seen a few polls on Twitter. One I just actually photo on before I come on, but I think it was come on the hoop Celtic, was would you rather have Jadar or Carter Vickers? I pick Carter Vickers, and I think a lot of people are starting to go that way. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's because of the options we've got in each area for me. Um, CCV's been colossal this year. We talk about him being one of our players of the season. So I totally, I can totally understand that viewpoint. I totally agree. Uh, CCV is by far and away our best centre-half. And it's not Easy. even close with anybody else. Whereas um, Jota's, we've got a lot of decent players in the position. I know Ross spoke about it in another podcast uh, saying how I think Maeda's a stick-on for that left wing. And I totally agree. Um, but I just feel like people are jumping on Jota's back a bit. I think he's. I, I don't think he's. He's turned into a horrendous player overnight. I think he's done decent. I don't think he's 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 shooting for the stars like he was at the start of the season. But I think still think he's doing a job, and I and I think he's a, he's one of these players that can uh, change a game a game with one moment of brilliance. And like I said, uh, <laughs> if you're pushing me for a choice between two CCV all day long. Yeah, but, but with the money and the pot we've got, and in this market in this day and age, six and six six and a half million for a player of Jota's quality is an absolute steal. And yeah. uh, go and get both. <laughs> get Don't both. Be gritty. Be both. gritty. Get the lid off that biscuit. And, and do you know what I'm actually loving as well? There's so much positivity in the comments, regardless of the result there in, in the weekend. Right. But it's great. It's great to see the interaction as well. Joe Finley comes in another great comment here, and I want to get your opinion on this. Mead is never a Celtic, well, a centre forward. I thought that said Celtic for some reason, but he's never a centre forward. I tend to agree, right? And I'll give my reason. And I think, yes, he has great moving and pace, but on that left hand side, he's dynamite. He gives no one a chance. He presses the whole, like the, the whole back four does from that one position. When I watched him against Razor in, in the weekend, yes, he got the great positions, but he doesn't have that same intelligence movement as either a Kyogo or the strength of a, a, a Yakimakis. Where do you think he's best suited then? Definitely on the left wing. It's funny because when he first joined us, um, his, his first few games, if I remember correctly, he was up. He was put up front. Excuse me, and then kind of shifted out to the left. And I was, I was always of the thought the same as Kyogo, that he's better as a centre forward. And Kyogo, when he got put out on the left, I was like, you're you're missing a trick because he's pressing and his determination and how he's in your face, but. Um, I've totally flipped that opinion. He's most definitely been more effective for us in the left wing. Uh, I think the problem with him is he's not, his finishing hasn't been the best. I think he's been in certain situations and he's not put the ball in the back of the net. Most of his, most of his goals have been that he's in the right place at the right time. Um, but we've been saying for weeks and weeks now he's, he's just as effective going back the way, defending as he is going forward. And I think you lose a bit of that when he's up front. Uh, yeah. I was surprised we didn't start with Kyogo on Sunday. I was really, really surprised. Uh, a 70, 50, 60, 70% fit Kyogo won us a League Cup final. So exactly. it was it was surprising for me that he went. He, he didn't go there. But in saying that, I wasn't too disappointed to see my head up front. I think he leads the line. He can lead the line. And he, he, he we've always seen that he, he, he's pressing. Um, he, can, he can try and get the team forward. But I just... I, for me, he's, he's much, much far better than the left wing. Yeah, I totally agree. And in terms of the Kyogo thing, I was surprised at that as well. 
I really thought he would start, even 60 minutes, give it his all. Do you think maybe I that looking back in hindsight, that's probably an Anz Postacoglu type, not mistake, but he regret? I don't know because I don't know the extent of the injury and I don't know how, uh, how fit he is. But for me, if you're fit enough to be, be in the bench, you're fit enough to start. Yeah. I don't understand this. I, I never, ever understand this if your best player's coming back and he's fit enough for the last half hour or 40 minutes or so. Why not give him the first half, see what he can do, let him do the damage and then then look to change it then. Um, if you do the opposite, then sometimes it's too late. Uh, I, I, I personally would have liked to have seen him start, but... Um, my my view is if you're fit enough to be in the bench, then you should be fit enough to start. If if it means you're only giving up forty min- forty five minutes or a half, then fair enough. But uh, I don't see why you should start. Hundred percent. I think as well, what Kyogo gives you is that kind of fear presence because people know what they expect of him. Them two fantastic goals in the the League Cup final where he just destroyed the, the other team, and it's it's what you need in that type of game. It was what we were missing that cutting edge. And one player we definitely did miss was Yakimakis. Mm-hmm. The, the guy just proved how much of a, an absolute monster and the goal-scoring form he was on. We missed that presence up front. Yes, Meda gives you the press, but he would have hassled them, Goldson and Bassey, all day long, in the extra time. Meda could have worked off the left again. For me, Yakimakis was a massive, massive miss. Yeah, he's like I said earlier on, he's that vocal point as well. Um, like Meda. Yes, Michael, that's what I like to see. Um Maeda, I he can do the press, but I think we need somebody when when Maeda wins the ball in the press, there's nobody there's no forward pass for him or somewhere to drive for him. Yeah. Uh, Big Geo I I think that I think the, the, the Rangers fans team coaching staff would have been rubbing their hands when they seen that Geo was out and Kyogo wasn't starting. Uh, as much as a bad has been absolutely superb this year, and I don't think he particularly had a bad game. He didn't. He didn't do great. I don't think he'd had a terrible game either. Um, they would have been rubbing their hands to see that he was starting. Uh, Gio's been nothing short of best player the last few months, scoring goals for Easy. fun. Easy. And like I say, I think we. I thought we did have um, some dangerous moments and balls in the box. And I think if we have a penalty box striker in there, he puts one of them away. So massive miss for us, definitely. See as well, like on, on the GZ thing, do you think it might be worth Celtic's while signing another striker like him? Because I think once you, you took him out of the team, right, and obviously at the start of the season, we're all on his back because he missed that penalty against Livingston. He's come back, proved us all wrong, scored goals for fun, took defenders to the cleaners, we back heels and all finishes, one-touch finish. When you took him out, as you said, there was balls being whipped into the box, right? They weren't being took advantage of. Meda doesn't quite get there, obviously, because he's not small in stature, but he doesn't quite get there make the runs. Abada and Jada weren't in the same wavelength. Do you think it might be worth Celtic's way to get another bustling striker in? Like a, a man who can hold the ball up, bring people in, bring other people into play? I'm not so sure because the first half of the season without him, we weren't playing that way and Kyogo was still banging goals in for fun. So I think We also got beat. We also got beat in the first derby game. We did, we did, we did. Um I've always said for the start, even when he missed that penalty against Livingston, I said this guy is going to score goals in this team because of the way we play. Like I say, a Gary Hooper or somebody like that, penalty box striker, with the way we play, with we're, we're um, interchanging and getting the ball wide and getting into the box, people, players like him are going to score goals. So for me, I have more than love, love somebody else to come in that's like him also for another option. But I'm not so sure the manager would see it that way. Um, mm. Kyogo's, I don't think he's, Kyogo's a centre forward for Ange. 
I don't think he yeah. likes playing on wide, and, and I totally agree with him. Uh, and he's just a different option. It will be interesting to see once they're both fit. Who I, I, we've talked about playing the fixture and the team rather than just your, who your first eleven is. And I know that like Gio is going to go up against teams that are far more suited to him than than Kyogo is, and mm-hmm. vice versa. But I don't know if he if he's looking at it that way because, like I say, the first half of the season, Kyogo was fine and. Uh, He's not the same type of player, so I don't think it's a necessity. But uh, I can see what you're saying. I like for me, somebody that will stand in that box, hustle and bustle centre halves, uh, strength, power, good in the air. Like you say, the one touch finishing, they'll score goals in this team. Uh, oh, why? Where you're from? So yeah, if there's another option for somebody else like that, then I don't see why not. Yeah, and Kevin comes in here. I think this is a great point. We have Kugel to cover me on the left. We need another ZZ for centre for cover. And I fear for Forrest going forward as it's Jad on the bat on the right. Obviously, if Jada stays, per- pending the permanent uh, deal. One thing I want to touch upon, there's so, so many great uh, comments coming in here as well. Now, McGrandle comes in. I would love Forrest to have played early in the game, right? I can't they disagree, right? I'm off the mindset yesterday again, kind of cemented my kind of thought that Forrest is on the decline. I think it's fair enough to say. The pace of the game, he didn't match it. Even an extra time, he didn't match it. And I'm not saying he won't feature going forward, but what I'm saying is his kind of productivity or his kind of levels he's going to reach is going to be at a minimum. And therefore, I don't think he'll be like a Celtic regular, if you get me. Yes, he can come off the bench and get involved, but for me, he's not good enough to start a game. Not good, not good enough, but you know what I mean, in terms of his levels of performance know, at the I moment. I know what you're saying, and I know with the people we've got in these positions now, I totally understand, and I, and I agree, he's, he's he's down the pecking order, he totally is. I just feel like he still has a lot to offer. He's shown it a few times, he's, he's barely featured due to injury. When he has, he scored in the cup to to get to put us through, didn't he? Put us through the League Cup final, you know, come on and score. Did he? <laughs> I think he did, yeah. But you get what I mean. Levy, and then get... Levy, I know about this is what I'm just trying to counteract that by saying, I don't understand what you mean. Uh, for me, he's third choice, second, third choice right winger at the moment. Um, with, uh, was it Kenny's comment about the, the cover? Uh, for me, yeah. like I said, um, and Kyogo's not a winger in Angie's eyes, and Amai's also. So for me, it's Gigi Kyogo up top. And I know Kyogo can fill in these positions, which is great for us to have. But it'll be Maeda, Jota on the left, and Abada, and then potentially Forrest. And I know Jota will go right, and Abada yeah. will be right, and all the rest of it as well. Um, Forrest has had injuries this season. When he has came in, I think he's done a like. Uh, Levy came in and brilliant. Everybody's talking about how he's he's back and he's the next best thing again, and then he's he's known as he's known the team again. I totally mm. hear what you're saying, Stephen. I do agree. He's 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 not he's not going to get anywhere near the first team squad on come. Form, um, yeah, I think he's definitely good enough to come back and play a massive part. I don't think I don't think that it, he's on a decline that much that it, it's a, a get rid of or sell job. I still think as a squad player and with his um, experience, uh, he's, he's and and his love for Celtic. He's been here like Cal yeah. Max since he was a boy. I wouldn't be getting rid of him, but I hear what you're saying. He's not going to get anyone near the first eleven for. Uh, if everybody's fit, he's, he's second or third choice for me. But we, I mean, this is what we talked about with young Dembele as well. 
Dembele's even further down the pecking line for me. Partly uh, he had a he had a blinding game today in the the younger team for against Razors, funny enough. Right. So yeah. Well, well, I just think it's, but I think this is a, like, obviously it's a good thing for us. The squad's that deep now, and we've got great options in different positions that the likes of Forrest are, are hardly getting a look in. But I, I, he's not finished for me yet. I just, uh, I just, I, I don't see it. You seen him? Kyogo had that chance where he's hit it, and Forrest is trying to get him an overlap, and Forrest is cursing him after it when Kyogo's taking the shot. And he's cursing him. He wanted to be involved. He wanted to get in yeah. and play. So uh, Forrest isn't finished for me yet. But I can understand why people say that. Um, yeah. But for me, he's not. He's he's got to stay in about the squad. Yeah. Kevin comes in here again. The back up his point. Forrest would be like Beaton going forward as a utility. I, don't, I agree with that. I think that's yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. I think that's kind of where he's sitting. And obviously, it's no dis- disrespect. I mean, that their clip doing the rounds of him being absolutely roasted in a sprint race after. I think it was Calvin Bassey played like what was two hundred twenty minutes of football, and he's just roasting James Forrest for pace. You know what I mean? I think them types of thing, the types of days where Forrest can go by players for me, it's kind of minimal now. And it's just, it's not sad to say it's going to happen eventually. He's getting older, he's a winger, his input's going to go down. But I agree with you, William, hundred percent. His experience so vital to the club. I'm no, no way am I saying get him out the door. <laughs> Hell no, the guy's won everything. The Celtic, he's won quadruple travels. He needs to be in that. Do you know what I mean? He needs to be there. And I think for everyone who is watching the Magnetic game. Just a quick side note, I think they're falling apart here. Liverpool's smashing them at the minute. I don't know if you know the score, but people are no, commenting. I don't, but I could, I could see and, that coming a mile away. <laughs> back and forth here. And see as well, another one Kevin brings up, which I think is great to see. Can you see Edoguchi becoming more important as a hard tackling dynamo, him, Cal McNorelli? I, I, I tend to agree with that. I want to see more of him. Do you, like, Definitely. I, um, I've heard so many good things about him. Um, Saying that you talk about him coming in and that does that mean the end of beat on as well? So there's lots of yeah. lots of narratives that could happen at the end of this season. Definitely in games like this as well. But again, uh, the midfield three that have been excellent. Like nobody would have dropped Rogic for the start of that game on Sunday. I don't care what you say. He's been absolutely electric the last three or four yeah. months, and, and he's got to play. Granted, after half an hour, we're all one of them hooked off because, but again, I think that's because Rangers done a good job on him. They've obviously seen he's a threat and they've put two or three men on him. Uh, but usually, he dances around two or three men with it with ease, and it just it just wasn't happening. Um, O'Reilly for me is going to be an absolute beast. I think he's different, different class. Uh, I'd love to see more of him going forward. Um, the the, the Gucci thing is. is it's a strange one because he is—he's obviously fully fit again, and uh, I'd like to see more of him. I think the way we play, it would be nice to have that bit of safety and that anchor role. But we all talk about how much Cal Max, yeah, their quarterback and playing in that role, and he's the one that drives the team on. But we also talk about how Cal Max's best position is number eight, uh, <laughs> so he can't win. <laughs> um, but I think the way we play, it would be nice to have. A number six that is a number six that's uh, that does sit there and mop up and his 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 games just to kick people win the ball and play it to the likes yeah. of Cal Mack and 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 O'Reilly's and Rogic's. So uh, hopefully we get to see a bit more of him the tail end of this season, if not a lot in preseason. And uh, listen, it's it's so good to talk about all the options we've got or we're gonna have. Yeah. We want to see more. Um, I think um, I, I but, think Postecoglou said about him as well. He's one of the best trainers at the club. Yeah, so, 
Do you know what I mean? Uh, but the, the, the thing is, this is, uh, this is what we're, we're all, it seems like everybody's kind of, I'm not, I'm not having a go or that, but I'm jumping on, but it's been one bad result. If this was last week, nobody's saying we'll change that midfield three. And because we've just yeah. been beating the result, and we weren't hammered, um, I thought it was a pretty even game. And now it's like, no, he can't play, he's no playing, I don't want him. He's, I'm just like, chill a bit, man. We're all right. It's been one result. We'll go and smash the well. next week and everybody was saying we're the best team in the land again. I think as well, Michael McDonald actually came in and said Celtic are still the best team in the country. I totally agree. Yeah. And looking at the looking at the comments, I mean, all the guys are getting involved in good debate, and it's great to see Martin K comes in. Do you think Julian will play on Sunday if Carter Vickers is injured? Obviously, he's referring to the fact that Carter Vickers had one leg at the end of that game. He could barely move. And again, for me, another contentious issue was Welsh come on, and all the bait he was playing right back. He was absolutely honking. Couldn't pass the ball five yards in front of him. People are saying he shouldn't get another game in a Celtic shirt, obviously, off the cuff remarks and no, but do you think it's time Julian maybe got the chance if Fickers was out? I would love to see Julian. I'm a big Julian fan. I thought he was superb for us in his first season. Um, I'm surprised he's not um, figured in the team since he's came back his injury. We talked about it before. I think his first game back on the bench was like Salawa or something. Yeah. We've played Wraith in the Cup, all these teams, and I understand you need to get a bit of continuity. Especially with CCV and Starfield, they were building a good partnership. You'd not want to oh, stop yeah. But the odd game here and there, I'd love to have seen Julian come in. Uh, I think he's a great talent. Like I say, his first season he was superb with us. And, um, but it doesn't seem like Ange fancies him. Uh, Welsh is getting in ahead of him as well. It's just it's a strange one because I think he would suit. He's, he, he was very comfortable with the ball at his feet, passing it out for the back. Very nowhere near as good as Van Dyke, but very Van Dyke esque the way he plays. He's just tall, mm. tall, strong man. Like I say, comfortable with the ball at his feet and attacks him. I think he's a perfect fit for Angie's um Angie's philosophy. Uh, and I'm surprised we've not seen him yet, which makes me wonder if uh, he is going to feature at any point for us because I'm not sure, but I think he's got what, another year left in his contract, and then that's him. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him out the door. I don't want it. I think he could. I think he could be excellent for us again, and uh, uh, he could definitely challenge Starfelt for that other starting centre half position. In my opinion, if he gets back to his best, so uh, I'm surprised we've not seen him at all this season. I'd love to see him get a chance, like Idaguchi, these players in the next run again. Hopefully, we hopefully we're at the league up with a couple of games to go, and we can maybe see two or three of these guys yeah. get a run out again. I think Ian McIntosh comes in here. I think the club wants to out the door. Big earner and made of glass. I mean, what I think, what I think in, in terms of that, see the transfer fee, you're not recouping that 7 million for a 29-year-old. Not a chance. You've got about 2.53 million back to France or something. But I think, I, I think, like you're thinking, Julian for us was an absolute, he was a great defender. Yes, he got bullied sometimes by Lyndon Dykes, the guy who always gets brought up and Julian's mentioned. And, but he scored some final goals in the League Cup against Rangers. He scored mm-hmm. against Lazio. In Europe, in league games, do you know what I mean? Tough venues to visit. He, he's been there, he's done it. And it's just unfortunate he, he whacked his knee off the post and just he was out for nearly two years because of that horrible injury he had. And looking at it now, you do you do think, like, William, the Postal Cogley maybe does want him away. Maybe he's not quick enough. We've seen him when he pl- came on that game. He was really slow, lethargic. But again, ring rust and all that, do you know what I mean? That adds up to it, match fitness. If you're doing that, then does that point to maybe that we're signing? Fickers on a permanent? Um, I would say so. I think you've got to do it either way. Uh, yeah, well, think, yeah, but uh, on, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I see. I hear what you're saying. I, it, like I said, it does look like Ange doesn't fancy him. 
um, for whatever reason, we're not getting to see what he's doing in training day in, day out. So uh, I'm not no. going to uh, think of Andrew's judgment, but like I say, for me, his profile, he fits Andrew's philosophy perfectly. Uh, so it's a strange one. It does seem that sadly that's the case. But uh, yeah, CCV's got to be our number one um, option this year in the summer transfer market. They've got to get it done. That's like there's no, there's no bones about it. Give him what he wants. If he wants, if he wants to triple his rage or whatever, <laughs> just give him it. But he's, <laughs> he's essential to this team this year, and uh, he's, he's still a young boy, and he's got he's got absolutely everything, the attributes to play that position. Um, with this philosophy, he's he's got a lot, so he needs to be the number one target. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of debate now coming in about uh, Brother Madden, and it kind of brings me on to the, the kind of side issue here, and Danny Boy comes in, Arfield hugging Madden, Madden said it all for me. But, oh, right, okay, is that what that is? Madden, I just thought it was a <laughs> misspelling there, but fair enough. But, I mean, look, looking at the game, right, let's, not, let's not make excuses, right? We, weren't, we didn't play well. We didn't. Well, we're not the game. We're not the races. A couple of nice chances, yes, we should have finished them. Carter Vickers at the bar. Took that chance. It might have been different. But Lundstrom played UFC for however many minutes he was on that pitch for. Every I, I've seen, seen Celtic players getting clattered. Cal McGregor was spun up in the air, albeit it was a clean tackle. But it was rough and tumble. Yes, we like the Derby games to be that. But you need the, rep, the, like the punishment to go with it. The yellow cards, the wardens. Madden posting the picture of in his Instagram, was happy Sunday to one and all or something like that, and Chris Boyd come underneath it. Chris Sutton gets involved, and John Harson gets involved. And where do you where do you set this? Because I know John, John will be chomping at the bit to to get his side of the story in. But yeah, yeah, back 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 down to the podcast night. (laughs) What do you think about this? I thought I had a really really poor game, and I'm not one for bashing referees. I think it's a difficult job. Um, but he was poor, poor, poor. We were sitting screaming at some of the decisions. Were ridiculous. I mean, Lundstrom shouldn't have been on the park. He should have been. He should have been off. Um, yeah, and then posting, <laughs> posting stuff on Instagram after it. <laughs> Happy Easter. Uh, it's not a good look, is it? I don't understand. Like, there, there needs to be some sort of. Uh, sanction or something for that because it's 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 bonkers but again i it's just a reoccurring theme this year unfortunately and it's not just not just for us but many teams in the in the premier league that the, the refereeing uh, performance is well below par i mean you had the the one was at motherwell where the fan pretty much belted the player and he kind of pushed back and he got yeah oh uh, yeah percent off for it or something I mean, yeah. the standard of refereeing is just it's been it's been poor all round, and there's obviously some news a day which we'll touch on later on, which yeah. might help them. Uh, but uh, yeah, shocking, shocking performance by Bobby Mack. Uh, for me, it was like Joe Finley comes in. The forties, like every job, should be a praising performance. Bobby Mann was a disgrace, the professional referee, and he did not manage the flow of the game. Howling decisions, I totally agree. I mean, there was obviously some in both sides, but majority. It was on the Rangers team. Lundstrom, I don't know what, what kind of sport he was playing. McGrandick came have commented earlier, he's, his arm wrestling out in football. That's what it was like. It was it was madness of points. And Arebo, for me, should have been sent off. Calvin Bassey was walking the tightrope. There were so many players that made awful tackles or professional fouls, as the commentators like to call them. But if you accumulate that over a space of time, five, six, seven, whatever it may be, 
surely, surely Hala has to be punished and not smiled at and well oh, get up and Indeed. get on with it. And Aye, that's what I was just about to say. Um, it's uh, I can understand like, the flow, like, the flow of the game and like he's been on a book and that's one we'll, we'll let that slide. But um, when it's four, three, four, five, six fouls, there needs to be something coming along. But I don't know. I don't know if it's the fear of the match, the fear of the derby. Um, letting things go a bit more than they should, but it was it was a shocking and and I like you know me on this pod when it comes to referees, I let John in that uh, <laughs> slate them. I'm not one for bashing them, but that was it was it was a shocking performance. But saying that, that's not the reason we lost the game. No, um, no, no. See when you see, I, I see all over social media and that it's, it's mad, and I don't I don't believe we lost the game because of his performance. Yes. I suppose in a way it, it does affect the result, but I, I just we, we just went at the races and, and unfortunately they had their two shots, the two clinical. They were a bit more clinical than us in that uh, that end of the pitch. But yeah, shocking performance from Adam. Yeah, I think as well, like the frustration were many attacks that he break up for Celtic and then that missed the fan free kick. Did, have uh, you seen the it, clips it, of that? It, it felt like a rugby match at one point because it was that. Stop it, oh. It was it was absolutely crazy. And then what's this here? I think this is what I'm alluding to. Lanky sixty seven. Welcome to the show again. Greater Watson. We got a free kick. Turnbull took it. Pinged it to the left. We were on the tack and had a few players up. Madam blew the whistle and gave the free right. kick to them. Uh, yes, right, that's right. exactly uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, Thanks for actually saying that. What in what world does that happen? I don't know. We were all ripping pillows up in my house and ready to punch <laughs> each other at that point. Um, you didn't rip the you didn't rip the arms pillow, did you? No, no, no. That's still cuddling me at night. So it's okay. <laughs> uh, I I don't know what more to say on his performance. Honestly, it was just 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 poor poor performance. Uh, and it's like it's the the whole the whole Instagram thing after that's what's got me. Um, <laughs> if you have a performance like that, you should be hiding your your head in shame. Never mind. Yeah, posting up things like that, especially when you've you know in the past you've got. Uh, connections previous. or ties where we're previous with that club and uh, it's just not a good look especially when I like to see Chris Boyd are coming in as well it's just uh, uh, it's not not a good look is it no I think to sum it up as well I think KG I'm here's on your side you wouldn't want to win the game in the manner of the ref in your side it's a bit disingenuous but we should have played the ref out of that game I totally yeah. agree totally agree Ryan Kelly comes in oh Oh, hold on. <laughs> Arriba w- was lucky that the, his follow-through and relatives didn't get pulled up and give him a second yellow. I agree yeah. with that as well. There were some absolute howlers of, of decisions. And we'll move on to the, the top that came out today. And it kind of brings us on perfectly to it. This is VAR. William has been... It's going to be implemented. Is it halfway through next season? <laughs> right after the World Cup. Which is, so it's, it's so like, strange. So... Aye, so we're not having it before... Yeah. Dece- it's, like, it's right after the World Cup, after the 22nd of December, so... Madness, man. I mean, if you like, I understand the vote's been made and that's the decision, which is fine, it's fair enough. And um, the boys talked about it a few pods ago. I'm, I'm of the same sort of ilk, whereas uh, I don't like it in the game. I think what, like, no. what, what we just talked about, where it turned into like a rugby match and it's two stop start and it interrupts the flow of the game. And there's certain parts of the game where it's like, Scoring a goal and feeling that elation, and then all of a sudden it's it's not it's chopped off after five minutes. See, it's it's for me. It's just, and I understand uh, the pros and cons. There's obviously definitely pros for it, um, but that's the decision, which is fair enough. Um, surely referees can't get away with certain decisions that we're talking about, like we are if VAR's involved. Uh, it's coming in, but for me, 
if it's coming in, you get it in for the start of the season. You can't be doing that half the yeah. season. It's so strange. That decision again, it's just again points to the absolute chaos that Scottish football is at the highest level. And I think 100%. Martin K comes in. I think Martin K comes in here perfectly. I'm worried about the guys who will be operating the VAR. And John Harson, William actually touched upon that in his interview about it. He says they kind of get English retired referees up or whoever it may be to kind of be impartial. I totally agree. And people will obviously say that I sound paranoid or conspiracies, but it's true. Like the referees, regardless of what team's involved, have proved this year, you you said it perfectly in the last kind of segment, that they're inept of giving the, the right decision. And when it's presented to them, like Bobby Manton, they call back free kicks and give it to the other team. So surely there has to be either a clear out at the top level in terms of refereeing or implement it at the start of the season, get the training in progress, get them all trained up on it and ready to go. It's so strange. Yeah, well, even see the thing with VAR is there's still human error there. There's still somebody making a yeah. decision and a judgment. But for me, I, just to go back to this, this starting the second half of the season, nonsense. I, I just can't wrap my head around that, that there's, there's points to be won in this league season. And a decision that gets made the first half of the season <laughs> and the second half of the season is going to be made in a totally different way. And that's yeah. collating points in a league season. Uh, it's obviously no fair. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolute madness, but you're bang on. It's just Scottish football and the powers that be are just fucking useless. And the fact that we're not going to get it in before the start of the season, if that's the case, then it doesn't start this next season. It starts the season after. It's absolute madness that they're bringing it in halfway through our season. Yeah, it's, it's craziness. And McGrandon comes in here kind of to finish off what we were speaking about. The extra day didn't do Celtic any good. I actually totally agree with that. Momentum was with, with Rangers all, all through that game. But in terms of the VAR decision, like, as you said, points are to be won. So what if something happens in the first part of the season? Then the VAR comes in, people are going, what if this happened then? Blah, blah, blah. And then if you have a person like Need Doncaster who sells Scottish football for a 5p and a Fredo to Sky Sports, and it doesn't get shown. There's games which are live and they the black it out and we have to pay for it again, pay-per-view via our own club website. It's an absolutely sh- like shocking decision. Mm-hmm. And I think you're 100% right. The VAR for me should not be implemented, regardless of how much moaning we do about officials. I like moaning about officials, especially when it's warranted. And it's I think, okay. You're taking the, the magic exactly. and the, the history out of football. That's what football's all about. But I, like you say, yeah. the first half, say for example... Say, for example, and I'm, I'll flip it round. It's the first half of the season. We've scored the goal. It's offside by a foot or so. And then, second half of the season, for example, Sevco, the Rangers, whatever they're called, they score a goal. And it's the exact same. And it's a foot offside. VAR chops it off. How is that fair? Yeah. It's shocking. I think um, as well, Joe comes in. Guys, be clear, it is not consulted for 95% of what Madden decided. And this is not me basing off what will happen that game. It's not. It's a, it's a whole process with Scottish football. The referees are absolutely shambolic, right? You you look at it, the VAR is meant to improve referees, but if you look at what's happened down in England or uh, Bundesliga, well, they have it probably more perfected, but it will start with the EPL. It takes them like three, three minutes to make a decision. Mm-hmm. They're looking at lines about this this fin, and it, it just makes it more like robotic and you can, you, you can almost see in the future when these VAR decisions are being made, like adverts will come on, like NFL or American uh, football. That's that's not what you want. No, that's true, mate. That's true. I hear you. I don't, for me, it's not like I've never been a fan of it, but it's here now and it's, uh, it's the way things are going forward and that's that's how it's going to be. And if we talk about how 
um, paranoia is in and, and, and all the rest of it and there's certain decisions certain ways well this should this should sort that sort of side of things out we'll see we'll see yeah, we'll see, we'll see. And we'll just briefly touch upon the game coming up. Obviously, we'll touch about it in more depth on Friday's show. It's Ross County, which is on the Sunday at half two at Dingwall, a game that proved vital before Ralston got that last-minute winner. We know their game's been moved back to the Saturday when they're playing Motherwell to help them yeah. in their European exploits. But for us, focusing on us, Dingwall, tough. We need to get our heads over this and get wrapped up in the league pretty quickly, don't we? Definitely. It's not the best game to go into after a defeat. Uh, Ross County have been really very, very good this season. Um, I don't see this going too dissimilar from the team from Sunday. I think he'll, he'll keep it uh, the same. Like I say, it's not one bad result. doesn't uh, justify our season. I think we'll go on again and uh, hopefully we turn Ange Ball back on because it was sadly lacking on Sunday and uh, hmm. get a result and keep going and, and win the league, which is... Listen, see we win the league in four weeks' time. Everybody will be looking back at that result. They've forgotten about it. Oh, why? I think as I think like as you said, if someone offered you a double, you'd take it at the start of the season. We're, the way we were, we were absolutely shot. The whole transition. I know it annoyed me, and we got pre- quite quite a few heated debates in the group chats and podcasts. I hated that word, but when you look back on it now, you look where we are. You would take the league in the league cup easy, hundred percent. It's a great season. Travels. Yeah, it, it actually just shows you how much travels are actually difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like a rare thing. We made it look easy for four years, but when you get back to reality again, it is tough. And looking upon it now, like in hindsight, Posta Cogley building this team for years to come, it's it's pretty confident. As you said, the options are plentiful, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. What he's done in two windows is nothing short of a miracle. Uh, totally rebuilding the squad and getting the team playing the way we're playing. If he's done that and eight months or however long it's been here, I imagine what he's going to do in two or three years' time. Um, it's an absolute astounding first season if, if if we go and wrap up the league, which we're, we're, we're expected to do. Um, yeah. It's it's nothing short of miraculous what he's done in his time here. Uh, I, I agree with our favourites on Sunday and the way we've been playing, we should have won that, but uh, that's a great point from Ian. Yep, motivation. Yep. Go on, boys, now and smash every game from now until the end of the season and let's get this league one. Yeah, Stephen McDonald comes in, looking good, 2022, feed the bear, is talking about the fight this weekend, Tyson's back, yep, he's fighting, who is it again? Who is he again? White, you know who uh, he is, White, I, I, I Dillian White, I, I thought it was Wilder for some reason. He's never, he's never shown up to anything, so you, that's why I forgot his name. All the press oh, well, he's, he's not showing up to the press conference. He's not showing up to but another another quick thing here before we go is kind of a side note. I mean, Malky McKay, the Ross County manager, has been linked with the the Hibs vacancy. Sean Maloney, let 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 go. Bit of a shock. Madness, absolute madness. Four months. It's like you can't polish a turd. Uh, <laughs> Hibs are expecting Maloney to come in and turn them into fucking Belgium in two months. Three yeah, months, that's months, what months. exactly what they were expecting. Absolute exactly. fucking madness, man. Give them a couple of transfer windows in a season at least. Um. It's just this is just football nowadays, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. I didn't see. I mean, Hibs aren't that sort of club, but it looks like that's the way things are nowadays. Uh, and again, I watched. I watched the semi final on Saturday. I don't think Hibs played particularly badly either. I thought they were well in the game. Uh, and he's obviously trying to implement his philosophy. It's just a shame that nobody, not many people, can stamp their philosophy like Ange does in the space of however many months. 
But um, yeah. football nowadays is madness. You can't like you can't you can't perform miracles. The Hibs are on a decline. They've sold their best player. Um, mm-hmm. one of their top goal scorers got injured for the season. Uh, but, yeah. Everything was against him. Boyle was obviously sold. Everything was against him. Um, madness. You should at least yeah. get another window, another window till at least next Christmas or so to see if he can implement his philosophy. But sad, sad to see. Obviously, with our club, the ties he's got, and uh, he's obviously got a, a really good uh, reputation uh, working under Martinez. He's obviously going to have a decent future. Uh, you can see, you can see the management it's, it's ended up that way, but uh, it's, it's madness for me. You can see him going with the, the the old and trusted managers now. Do you know what I mean? The, they've kind of took that step and the, they've right. shut themselves. They, they won't Sam go back Aldi. to the game. Yeah, big Sam Aldi's coming up. <laughs> and Graham Bell comes in. The transformation on the rounds cannot be underestimated. Absolutely standing. Ideally, we'll do us a favour and get three points in Dingwall, a hundred percent. And it kind of brings us to the to the end of the show here, William. It's been a great one. And a wee segment here, guess the player, because we haven't got enough for a quiz, so it's going to be. <laughs> Pretty simple and straightforward. So, you ready? <sighs> okay. I've not been very great. I was I was a decent quizzer before. Then we started <laughs> doing quizzes on here, and it's fucking awful, man. Ah, well. I mean, when I'm better on the it's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> right. So, we'll guess the player. I'm, I'm only going to do one or two, because to be honest, I haven't really prepared for this, so forgive me. And if anyone wants to get involved in the comment section, uh, please do. Be help me. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, you ready? Yeah, I started my youth football career at a club called Catholic United. Uh, is that Urigidi? <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep going. Is that a sign in this year? I can't. Oh, come on! I'll be giving you on a plate. He's the next clue then. I. Oh, the CCV. Yes, as no, Kevin CCV. said, CCV, the Freds, CCV, and quickly, I'll just do that as the only one. Are we going to sign him permanently? Definitely. Yeah, 100%. And guys, again, thanks for watching, taking part. The interaction has been great. The result on Sunday was absolutely horrible, yes, but we'll move on, wrap up the league. We'll hopefully get this doubled over the line. The Postal Cogley revolution continues. And William, as we always say, until Friday, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. Hail, hail, trips.